Welcome to the City Hill Podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. God, thank you so much for your presence. Thank you so much for the fact that we have confidence to know that you're here with us. And I pray that... um, all the things that we think today, all the conversations that we have in this next hour is from you um, and you inspire us to uh, live life in a way that you need us to. Um, thank you for this ability for us to understand your words and we pray that we understand it in a new way. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, all right, cool. So today we're going to be uh, talking about a resource And it's one of the most powerful, most needed, most necessary resources on the planet, which is this, right? We're going to be talking about H2O, water. Um, It's one of the most important resources on the planet. And without this resource, nothing is going on, right? Nothing nothing that lives and breathes is going to exist without this resource here. Um, The planet is 70% of this and our bodies is 60% roundabout of this right so even though we call ourselves human which means humus is soil so even though we call ourselves soil creatures we're actually 60% of this and even though we call our planet earth which is again soil it's actually mostly this 70% of this right so this is what keeps things alive now there's a few things that water does um it cleans, it cleans things, it heals things, uh, it grows things and it keeps things alive, right? So obviously you're not washing your plates unless you, you're not washing plates unless you use this. Um, you're not having a bath unless you use, I hope you're not having a bath unless water's involved in some way, yeah? Um, if I was to ever have a flu, every time I have a flu or I'm sick or anything like that, someone will call me and be like, are you drinking water, yeah? Um, if you're dehydrated, are you drinking water? Uh, It's the same thing of making things grow. Uh, All the fruits that we enjoy came because, yes, there's sunshine, but also as well, there was water to occupy it. Um, There's water that was on it for it to grow. And then also as well, water keeps us alive. So the only reason we were even on this planet today is because at some point there was a nine-month period where you was living in this, right? You was living in water. And then you was brought out of water and then you're living life and breathing oxygen and welcome to earth. Do you know what I mean? So the reason why I'm, the reason why I'm talking about this is um, actually because of a scripture that I want to like base this whole talk around. Which is on Isaiah 59 uh, verse 18. And I'll just read... Uh... Sorry, give me a second. So it's Isaiah 59 verse 19. And um, God basically is saying, So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. For he will come like a rushing stream, which the wind of the Lord drives. Right. So I'm going to read this again and like talk like let's look at how God describes himself and his spirit. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west. And his glory from the rising of the sun, for he will come like a rushing stream, 
which the wind of the Lord drives. So we were speaking about water, but when we talk about the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, he often refers to himself as um, an element. So he will say, I'm like a rushing wind. He talks, himself, he talks about himself as fire, but then he also speaks about uh, his spirit as water, right? And so essentially, uh, the spirit is like water. And it has the same kinds of things that water has, right? So the same way how water can clean, the Holy Spirit also cleanses us, right? Mostly cleanses cleanses us of sins, right? Cleanses us of wrongdoing and all that kind of stuff. Things that we consider to be um, our our character, our personality cleanses us so he's able to reveal what's really there, who we truly are. Um, The same way how water is able to heal, he also heals, right? He heals physically, but he also heals um, mentally in your character, all that kind of stuff. The same way how water is used to grow vegetation and fruit, he also helps grow the fruits of the Spirit. So in Galatians, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit, and that's what, that's what, the, water, um, that's what the Spirit allows us to do, helps us to grow fruits, patience and peace and joy and all that kind of stuff. And then lastly, he keeps things alive. So the first thing that Jesus says to Nicodemus when he says, what do, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? He says, listen, you need to be born of water and be born of the spirit. So baptism is, a, is another symbolism of like being incubated through water and being brought out. But coming out of water isn't enough. You still need water. You still need the spirit throughout your life. So then the Bible in, in Romans talks about walking in the spirit, right? So it isn't just you experience water one time. It's that you're having this continual uh, rehydration of the spirit right so when you look at water and the spirit um the the spirit is to the real version of us what water is to the earthly version of us right so the same way how our earthly bodies need water the real version of us the real the person who we really are actually needs the spirit on a regular basis right on a daily basis so it goes from god talking about water to a rushing stream we're like a few bits of like drops of water isn't enough he talks about flooding entire places there's a scripture where he says that he wants to pour his spirit upon all flesh right um so what we're going to be exploring today is a question and the question is where can this flood take place right if we're if we're talking about a rushing stream if we're talking about the holy spirit where can this take place so if everyone can stand up Um, we're going to start our first because you know you can't be sitting down when I, it doesn't work it never works like that it never works like that um, so here you have in front of you a timeline yeah and this timeline basically represents your day on, uh, on one side you have like the sunlight and that basically means like when you wake up in the morning and then at the end you have a, a symbol of the moon and it basically means when you go to bed right and at the bottom you have post-it notes you could choose any post-it note it doesn't matter the colour that's fine but what I want you to do is that I want you to think about what is a regular day for, for you, yeah? Morning, noon and night, what's a regular day? Um, what are the types of things that you do? And I want you to put one of those tasks per post-it note and begin to like uh, fill this piece of paper with what your day looks like. So for example, you brush your teeth, right? You eat food, you have lunch, you go to school or you go to work or you watch Netflix. Like what do you do? And let's like fill this uh, piece of paper with that. Yeah, and you could grab those pens that are on this table here. Go ahead. 
on a weekday? Let's say weekday. That's a very good question, weekday. Yeah? All right, so everyone's got five minutes. Post-it notes down and then for everyone who's put their post-it notes down begin to look at all the other post-it notes and see if there's like a relationship between them see if there's see if there's any uh, surprises if you see anything in someone's day like oh like that's interesting and then you can ask who done it and then they could tell you everyone's day is kind of kind of uniform still everyone has like kind of the same days who prays in the middle of the day? Oh, that's you, James. Yeah. Because I can only get up at the kids are Right, 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 right. Did anyone, before you go forward, does anyone have any thoughts of, um, any, any thoughts, either writing these things up or just ha looking at them on a, on a sheet of paper? I just realised my kids control my life. <laughs> well, because you've seen them throughout. <laughs> no, because what I can do is match around where they are right 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 so you almost see like the kids are almost like the anchor and then everything else has kind of like built around, around right 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 that's interesting that's interesting did anyone notice, any, notice anything else weirdly enough it looks a little bit lighter in the middle yeah right right it, it probably is because you're doing one thing you know yeah, that you're either yeah. working you're at school like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I want to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you it now and then I might ask you it again later on. But you need to answer with your pen. So, looking at your post-it notes, I want you to pick one post-it note. And uh, the question is, uh, where on this timeline could a rushing stream be? And what I mean by that is like, God's presence, God's Holy Spirit, where, where could it be? All these post-it notes that you've had, where, where, would you, where would you want it to see it? Grab, grab a pen and then mark it. So I want you to do, I just want you to like draw a little circle. Hey, Christy, what's going on? Because like, like... Come with a rebellious response. Yeah, <laughs> but the idea of doing something like partway through the day. Right, like, okay. Like, you have that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that we're going to be talking about next on this table here, so everyone gather around. Whose phone is this? Oh. Um, one of the things that we're going to be talking about is containers. So I'm going to kind of share with you some of the language that I've kind of grown up with and how I understand them now. Um, the Holy Spirit is a person, right? So it is, it is God. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It isn't like this other person. It's, it's God. Um, but when you're, the reason why that's important is because what, what we're talking about isn't just like a, a, a spirit that has no, no character, no opinion. 
this is, this is a, a person that we are in a relationship with and we are in relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. Um, the reason, but the reason why, that's not even the point. What I was going to talk about is um, terms like rushing stream um, often bring about, when I was growing up, this image of like, God's going to come down and just like wreck the whole place and the world's going to change, right? And then we will have a word for that in my church, in my older church, it was called revival, right? So it's like revival basically means that God's Holy Spirit is going to fill up everybody and then everyone's going to be super excited. And from that point, it's going to be essentially happily ever after, right? Um, but then in this week, I've had to like interrogate a few things and look into, into what I'm expecting when I'm thinking about God flooding a place, right? A rushing stream or a revival, all that kind of stuff. Um, so there are four different ways in which um, there's, there's, there's four different demonstrations I want to show you as, as to what happens when, when God decides to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Because the thing with the Holy Spirit is that he doesn't, uh, the, the outpouring doesn't just happen anywhere, right? Um, he's very careful as to where he places his spirit. He's very careful as to where his presence is. He needs to have a container, right? He doesn't just pour on the ground. He pours his water in a container, right? So as you can see here, you have three containers and it all says me, 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 yeah? But essentially it represents us as people. And I just have some thoughts about uh, what normally happens sometimes when the Holy Spirit, the water, the infinite source uh, decides to fill us, right? So first of all, you would have something like uh, this, whereby I would say something, whether it be through prayer or a song, I'm like, hey, fill me with your Holy Spirit, yeah? Then having this empty container, it being empty is important, uh, this begins to happen. And I begin to ask myself a question I always ask myself when this begins to happen, right? Which is like, how much is too much? right so i'm pouring this like i'm pouring this spirit into this this empty vessel but then after a while i start to realize that like i'm starting i'm starting to genuinely be filled with this water and now i'm like i don't know if i want to be filled all the way do you know what i mean i don't know if i want to be filled all the way i just want just enough i don't know what just enough is just enough so i could get over my personal problems just enough so i don't know like my business runs well i don't know right but there's always a just enough. And I've had to challenge myself on when I say I want to be filled with God's spirit, what am I saying? Am I saying I genuinely want to be filled with God's spirit or am I saying I want just enough spirit in order for things to run efficiently well? What's my motivation? Can anyone relate to that? Does anyone want to expand on that or like have any thoughts? I think sometimes like, you can think that if you're completely full, mm. Yeah. Like your whole life's gonna change. Yes. Like you're from militant Christian. Yes. Just everything you do is the spirit, the spirit, spirit. Yeah. And so I think the fear is if I fill myself up completely with what you want to Right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where am I at? Yes, and I agree with that. I think that's definitely been like a, f a fear of mine where it's like, all right, like, where, who am I then? Like, um, but this has got nothing to do with what we're talking about. But one thing that I found is that when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, or when, when God does give you pourings of his water, you, you become more you. Do you know what I mean? So 
all of the things that you thought was you gets cleansed away and then the real you becomes it gets becomes more apparent um so if anyone has that thought just know that like the opposite is true basically you don't become less you you become more you um say again. Oh. <laughs> um i found that perceptions yeah. How other people that you think are filled with the Holy Spirit that yeah. can either be a turn off or mm-hmm. a turn off. So if someone's like on the street shouting at people with mm-hmm. the Bible and that, and you're not trying to be like that, mm-hmm. it could be a turn off to be like, I don't, if, if I get filled, I'm going to end up like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm not trying to do that. Or if if there are role models who you're like, no, like I like this person's character. For mm-hmm. me, sometimes it acts almost like a catalyst, like, and that'll fill me up more because I want to be like that. A thousand percent. So like, I I grew up. Um, anyone who I thought was filled with the Holy Spirit was always weird like in a spooky kind of way do you know what I mean I was like I don't I don't want that for my life do you know what I mean so I just thought that anyone who got filled just ends up weird all the time and I realised that's that's not that's, that's a personality trick like not everyone is like that do you know what I mean not everyone's like that um, alright cool so here the question is how much is enough right um, this one is another one right so we ask for God to, to fill us and then this begins to happen. That would have been sick if it was a water into wine reference, but it's not. It's only when I was doing it, I was like, that's a sick water into wine reference. So basically, I, I poured water into this cup, but then instead of it being clear, water is turned red. Yeah, it's a completely different colour from what you've expected. And what this basically represents is oftentimes when we talk about God being present in our life, we talk about it as if it's a quick fix, right? So like, God's going to come into our life and then it's just all going to be sorted. But actually, what you realise is that this is definitely not the colour that you was expecting when water was poured into it, right? And then you'll often think that, okay, it must mean that it's a bad thing that this thing is in my life. But it's not. The water just revealed what was always there, right? So did anyone notice that there was food colouring at the bottom of this cup? Okay, some people noticed it if it was close enough. And most people didn't see it, right? Um, the food colouring was always there. Before you was here, the food colouring was in this cup, yeah? Um, the water reveals what's there. So what ends up happening is that sometimes when we ask God to come into our lives, life gets long. Like, things just go out of hand. And we think it's God's fault. Yeah, it's not God's fault. Like, those things was always there. It's just the Holy Spirit reveals what's going on. So that's why when Jesus, after doing his uh, 40, 30, 40 day fast, he goes into his hometowns and loads of demons just start, just start talking. It's not that the demons came out of nowhere. They were always there. It's just that he reveals what's there, right? So this can be a very easy reason to be like, you know what? Let me cut back. Let me stay on this level of spirit. Because when this happens, this doesn't happen, right? Let me just keep it light enough. But one of the things that I've realized is that one of the things that I have to challenge myself on continually is that I have to keep challenging myself on what I'm expecting to happen when God comes into my life. God's a creator, so he never does the same thing twice. So he's not going to do with your life what you've done with the next person's life. It's new, it's brand new. Um, but then what ends up happening is that when I see something and it looks unfamiliar, I want to retract because I, I don't recognise it. Um, and now what I'm understanding is that the, the, the most important thing isn't what he does with your life. This is mad because I have, to, I have to understand this. It actually isn't what he does with your life. The most important thing about this is that he was there. Do you know what I mean? It actually doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter who responds to what. Like, 
if 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 your friends leaving you and um, you being persecuted was a marker that God's not with you, then Jesus's life is just a write-off because that's what happened just before he died. All of his friends left him. No one was there to see him, and ev everyone who loved him maybe a week ago was casting him off, right? But well, until the last minute, because he said, "Why did you forsake me?" But but God was there, and the point is that God was there, right? So that's what could happen. Another thing that could happen is this. We ask God to fill us, but again, he needs a container to fill us with, right? But here, sometimes, we've got things like this. On this sheet of paper, it says dreams, desires, worries, and distractions, yeah? We have a whole bunch of this. And we ask God to fill us, but often, sometimes, this is what happens. We ask God to fill us and this is what happens. So I scrunched up the piece of paper and I put it in this glass and it looks like it's filled with water. It's not. If you actually put the water together, it's probably the same amount as this one, right? But because it's filled up with all this extra stuff, it feels like it's super full. It's not. So... One of the things that um, also happens with, with uh, I think the reason why Andy was speaking about killing your idols last week is because, going back to that original question, where does this revival happen, right? Like we're talking about revival, but where does it actually happen? And so the reason why we're talking about uh, killing the idols last week is because these are the things that stop it from being, that what stop, keeps it from being this and stops it from being a full, an actual full cup of the spirit, right? Is that making sense? Does anyone like relate to this? Okay, cool. And then the last one is this. So here you have this bowl, completely unrelated, but it says my world, yeah? And I think one of the things that has been, uh, another thing that's been highly misinterpreted is words like uh, overflow, yeah? Words like overflow and like uh, all that kind of stuff. Even stuff like rushing stream and stuff like that. It kind of, it, it often is taken as God's going to pour into me and, and I've got so much there's an overflow. The reason why there's an overflow is because it's supposed to pour out somewhere, right? It, pour, it pours somewhere else. There's, there's surplus for somewhere else, right? So... What I genuinely think God's vision for, um, for our relationship with him and the Holy Spirit is something like this. So you have me, and then I'm in my world, and then you see this. Overflow, yeah, clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands, beautiful. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't feel it all the way still. That's a, still a little smidgen. But anyway, the point is this, yeah? That obviously I put the cup in the middle and I filled it up to the brim and I filled it onto the point where it overflowed into the rest of my world. When we talk about things like revival, sometimes it's a bit diso disassociated where it's like, it's happening outside of me. But for the water to come into my world, where did I first pour in? Yeah, it poured into me first. Then it poured into my world, right? So, one of the things that I'm understanding about 
the whole the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is trying is doing in our world, yeah, is that I've been seeing it the the wrong way for a very long time, because I've had sights of people's lives genuinely like being changed in a genuine way consistently it's almost like a, um i see it almost like an explosion of like activity right i call it revival the thing i have in my head might be different from other people yeah but i would always view that as a destination right so we're gonna do everything we need to in order to get to this destination and then then we're happily ever after and now i'm realizing it's not a destination what we talk about when we talk about revival and, and uh, the rushing stream, these are not destinations. These are results, yeah? And they're results of a relationship, right? The relationship that me and God have has become so full, it's begun to pour out into my world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When beforehand, what I would normally visualize is this world full up and is empty. So basically what I would see is this. I saw this. Yeah? Yeah, 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 that's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works. Um, what 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 our lives is is a love story. That's what it is. At best, at very best, our life is a, lo- a love story. Whereby, when you look back at it, yes, impact. What difference did you make in your community? What change did you make in your family? Like, what do people remember you for? Yeah, cool, 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 cool. But then, when people look at the root of it, the actual the actual root of it was a relationship. Yeah, that's the moral of the story. That's the point of the story. Um, so, one of the things that I want us to do now is I want us to look at this sheet of paper that we populated with post-it notes. And there's two ways that we can go about it when it comes to um, having God's presence and God's spirit more present in our lives. We can either look at this as a to-do list right so it's like man like i've got to fit god in here 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 and it's like all these things that i've got to fit god into right or you can see this whole uh sheet as opportunities right so these are opportunities for us to get closer to god i may explain the difference i'm rubbish when it comes to admin yeah don't ask me to do anything administrative wise book a flight uh book a restaurant uh even book a ticket to a concert I want to go to. Yeah, I don't want to book the ticket because I don't like administration. I don't like making things happen. But I tell you what, you see when I fall in love? Yeah. You see if I like someone, yeah? I will, not only will I do administrative stuff, I will do the most. I will do more than is required. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm actually looking for opportunities to get closer to someone. Do you know what I mean? So all of these can either be your to-do list or there could be opportunities to be like, oh, I get to pray. All right, cool. So when I'm washing up the, when I'm washing up the plates or whatever, that's my, that's my time. Or my one is like, when I'm washing in general, that's my time. Or when I'm walking, that's my time. Do you know what I mean? There was like a good period of time for like months. I had no headphones in. Now I've got them back now. But before I'd have no headphones in and then that was my prayer time. Do you know what I mean? So these can all be opportunities. But then not only that, this whole day can be a container right so when you go to school when you go to work all of these things can be small little uh evidences that there's water in your life right you don't have to be looking for the the rushing stream everywhere you can't be (laughs) you don't have to be looking for it everywhere you go but if you could find evidence of water throughout your day then it could be a rushing stream yeah 
So pray for me as I pray for you because I need this word too, you get me? But what we're going to do is that we're going to say a prayer. And then, um, actually, before I do, uh, I want you to like take a picture of it. Like Not now, but like when this is all done, take a picture of it. And then when you go home, ask yourself, like where are the little pockets that I can make an opportunity to get, to get closer to God? Um, and could that little bit of water turn into a rushing stream? Um, God, thank you so much for this word. Thank you so much for your presence. Uh, even here uh, we're, Even the hydration that you're, you're presenting now I pray that as we As we think about this that, that the enemy doesn't take these words from us It really sinks deep into our heart And um, we grow with it I pray that there's more and more evidence Of your presence, of your water Of your spirit in our lives um, And help us to really adore And really uh, admire your presence and being in relationship with you over everything so no matter what happens um we know that you were there regardless thank you so much for your presence in our lives and we pray that you keep us all keep us all safe for the week ahead um and keep us happy as well please we need we need some joy we need some smiles thank you in jesus name amen we really hope you enjoyed today's message and if you'd like to find out more about city hill please visit our website, cityhill.london. Oh, wait, just wait. wait, an, extra, wait. an extra thing I forgot to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I it, was a, it was a little punchline, but whatever. You see, you see this part, and it was, in, it was in the cup, and you couldn't fill it up. That's what quenching the spirit is. So in the Bible, it talks about quenching the spirit. That's where it is. You're limiting the amount of water that can actually come in the cup. Great. All right. Take care, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>